0: Welcome back to Throwing Hands. It's me. It's Breck. We're the, we, were, we were in the Shadow Realm for a little bit. Not going to lie. But we have since departed the Shadow Realm. And we're here to preview UFC Fight Night or
1: Manson versus Strickland. Breck, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good. It's been a while. Um, just, you know, excited to get back to talking about fighting. And uh, we were just talking about it before. It's like, this is a good card. And we'll talk about it later, but like the the excitement is starting to build up for the next pay per view, you know.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. We're gonna get into it. The-
1: this is a good little taste
0: this this fight night, you know. A little, a little taste, a little appetizer for the for the for the, the pay per view for the main card. Well, oh yeah, for the pay per view. Just just get us a little bit ready. Uh, there's a couple interesting fights on the prelims. Um, Hakeem Duado versus Michael Trezano. I think Duato has a lot of potential to make some moves in this division if he can string a couple together what do you think
1: yeah um who was his last fight that i uh, we watched um
0: he fought uh and lost
1: Evolve. okay yeah um i mean he looked okay in that fight went went the distance um it's a tough one to call. All these Canadian fighters seem to have been losing lately. I don't know if you've noticed, but like, yeah, Canadian fighters are losing after they've uh, burst onto the scene. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna take Diwadi by decision, though. I think I think he beat Trizano.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, what's it called? Trizano's fight history. Uh, doesn't really have a lot of finishes in his career. And I think Dawood's probably got a little more power, so that's got to favor him. I, I agree. I think Dawood probably wins this one.
0: All right, all right. Uh, gosh, I, I got to move something to the side. Jeez, um, Jason Wittenfield, bro. Interesting fight. Alexis Davis versus Renko. There's there's a few good fights here on the prelims. These prelims aren't half bad, actually. No, they're not. Right. Let's get to the meat and the potatoes of why we're here, Breck. And that's the main card: Julian Rosa versus Steven Peterson. Uh, I, I was watching Dan Hardy today. Do you watch Dan Hardy, Breck?
1: Um, not really. I don't. If I'm being honest, I'm not the Great, big so- Dan Hardy fan. To be honest. But his breakdowns are phenomenal. But anyway. I he is good. I, I think they should have kept him on, too, as a commentator. Yeah. Criticized him at the time for the whole Herb Dean thing. And he was maybe a little bit out of line. But he, looking back, he was kind of right.
0: Yeah. He, that fight should have been stopped. But Julian Rosa versus Steven Peterson, man.
1: Uh, Julian Rosa's is
0: at – I forget who said this. Oh, Dan Hardy said, well, that's why I was talking about Dan Hardy. Dan Hardy said, uh, Arosa's at the point in his career where he either is finishing or getting finished because, you know, he's trying to propel himself to the top. He's only, he's about 33, I think. Uh, Julian, don't, don't be offended. Oh, throwing hands alone, by the way, Julian Arosa. Fun fact. Shout out. But, but check out that interview. Second person ever come on. But Steven Peterson, his last fight was a beat down on Chase Hooper.
1: He abused a child. Um, so the only thing about that fight is, like, Chase Hooper is still so young. Yeah. You're right. So he beat up a kid.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He beat up a kid. It's not really an impressive win. But who you got in this one, man?
1: What I are like, your thoughts? I like Rosa. Rosa. Um, like you said, if you look at his fight history, he's got a good amount of finishes in there. He's been finished, but he – Knocks out a lot of people. And I yeah. don't see it going any other way. Cause like you just said, I think this is a step up in competition for Peterson.
0: Yeah, for sure. And Rosa's won three of his last four. So he's he's fighting some he's fighting his way in the UFC after uh, two previous since that didn't turn out too well. All righty. Trey Sean Gore versus Ryan Battle. Ryan Battle winning the ultimate
1: fighter. And I think Gore was on the ultimate fighter too, right? This was supposed to be the the fight, um this was supposed to be the final fight, I believe
0: yeah,, so, that, four, that's, four, that's
1: so battle fought another guy on one of those fight nights for his debut, was getting rocked, and then came back to win, so this was originally supposed to be the fight, um to be honest though of that ultimate fighter season, I don't know about you, I watched it like very little, I was so disinterested in that season, it was I
0: did not watch it, and now Pena and Nunez are going to be the coaches. I know that's
1: like. They could have done Mosvadall, Kobe. We can get to that later. But like that—that that would have been so good. It would have been awesome. You're—you're you're, you're not wrong. But these—these these two guys are talented, though. No, that's not to take away. There was good fighters on that season. Yeah.
0: And the—and the other finale, I think it was the featherweight finale, was phenomenal. That was a great fight. Yeah. yeah. But who—who who you got in this one, man? I'm gonna take
1: Ryan Battle. I'm also gonna take Ryan Battle. this is a little too inexperienced for me. If you look at his fights, I mean, only four professional fights, one fight, you know, one UFC, you know, quote-unquote UFC fight. And then Brian Battle, um, I thought he looked really good in that last fight. He was getting pieced up in that first round, but came back to win and poured it on the guy in the last two rounds. So, I like Battle, a little more experience. I mean, Gore does have the size advantage, but I think battle takes it. Also, yeah, coming, sure. off a, coming off an ACL injury, that's never, tough. You never know how the fighter's going to move on that leg, you know?
0: Yeah, it's tough.
1: All right, next fight Sanctioned S- murder. For next fight
0: <laughs> Sam Alley versus Brendan Allen. Uh, Brendan Allen, his most recent win was against. Uh, uh, oh, he lost to Chris Curtis. I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, he lost to Chris Carter. But, Grant.
0: but he, he's beaten Roberson and Soriano. So he, he, I think I think Brandon Allen's a solid fighter in all honesty.
1: Um, he beat Kyle Dawkins last year.
0: Yeah, he he has talent. And then you have Sam Mouty, who's lost like seven out of his last eight or something like that. And the one he didn't lose was this. No contest, if I'm not mistaken.
1: It's <sighs> amazing he's still in the OC. And they cut Jimmy Rivero and people that are like – In their prime and still talented. I mean, dude, his last was against Gian uh, Gian Vellante. I mean, Gian Vellante, Vellante in 2018. Really? Split decision. I mean, his last really good win was 2017, where he beat an older Rashad Evans. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like it's time for him. I know he's 35, so he's not that old. But, dude, when you're he, on that – He's dude, not look,
0: that great.
1: That's the thing. His skills – he fought so many – dude, you look at his fight history, look how many times he fought from 2015 to 20, uh, 2018. He's fought everybody. He fought, he fought like three or four times a year. He, that's why I'm – you know, they probably love him at the UFC. He's like a company guy. He always just fights when they ask him to.
0: And he's willing to step in like he did for this fight.
1: Yeah, he's got this loyalty to, you know, Dana's got this loyalty to him. And it's like, if he loses this fight, they um, he's had a decent career, good career. You, you know, they got to, they got to get ready, you know, move on. Yeah. Uh, so
0: speaking of moving on, I think Brendan Allen takes this by knockout.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think probably like second, third round, I think the first round they fill each other out, but you, you got to favor the young kid. Who's only 26 and he's had a few losses in the in the past, but uh there's I a mean, lot of potential. A lot of potential, that's the thing. He's still young in the game. I mean, that's the thing. If he can't beat a Sam Alvey, how far will he ever go? You know what I mean? Yeah. I completely so I agree. I like I like uh Alan KO. Honestly, maybe first round.
0: Yeah, who knows? All right. Prospect battle right here. Uh, Shabbat Rachmanov versus Carlson Carlston Harris. Uh, Rachmanov is a savage. I don't think there's any other way to put it. This guy, I remember watching his first fight uh, in the UFC, and I believe it was on Fight Island. I believe so, yeah. Just pure domination. Pure domination. He beat uh, Alex Oliveira, I think. Oh, he fought on the Habib Gaethje card. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, beat Cowboy Oliveira. Dude, it was demolition. Demolition. I want to say Cowboy Oliveira missed weight. I, don't, I can't remember.
1: Hold on, let me look it up.
0: But uh, I think Carlson Harris is in for a wild ride. What do you think?
1: I think if you look at their career so far, pretty similar. Fighting in a lot of different organizations. They both only have two UFC fights. And uh, Carl, you know Carlson Harris, from what little I've watched of him, I just watched some highlights before. Like, he seems like a decent fighter. But like you said, this Rachmaninoff guy has a presence about him. Almost Hamzat-like, where him and Hamzat, like, I feel like burst onto the scene and, you know, the, the, the ceiling is the roof, like... <laughs> the potential for these guys is crazy this guy has no holes dude he's so young and how old is he 27 god and i know it's it's early and maybe the competition isn't the best of the best but dude from the fights we watched like you said the wrestling the, the grappling the striking i mean where does this guy have a weakness you know what i mean
0: yeah, it, I just remember watching that of Oliveira fight, and I literally went,
1: "Oh my gosh, and he's such a beast for 170!" Like he, I think he, I think he's a real problem in the future.
0: Oh, there's no question. I mean, she she says that. Uh, uh, wait, does Shevchenko uh, rep Kazakhstan?
1: I believe so. Yes. I mean, he's from a
0: land of other savages too.
1: <laughs> I know, dude. I'm pretty sure he has like Mongolian blood. Yeah, I think he does. But, uh, which, is, which is like absurd, like, which is insane because, like, if you know do, anything about the history of like Mongolian lineage, like just savage warriors, so it makes sense.
0: Like, uh, Denard Batgerel in the uh, flyweights. I mean, there's a lot of good fighters in a Mongol, but anyway, I I don't see any way for Harris winning this fight. To be honest, I think Rock is just gonna smother him.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think we might see Anaka. I think he won his last two fights by submission, but um, I think we might see a knockout. It's entirely possible. It's in- look into it. Look into it. It's on YouTube, man.
0: It's on YouTube, right? T- right, Breck. You know that's what Eddie Bravo taught me. <laughs> Dude, just find it on YouTube if you have questions. But interesting fight here, Nick Maximov. I believe he's a Diaz training
1: partner. Uh yeah, and- he's the one that um, isn't he the one that uh? Is he a welterweight or middleweight? Yeah, he's he, he's. This is a you welterweight know, match. That was like Nate Diaz. Hamzat called out Nate Diaz, and this is the kid that Nate was like, "You fight, you'll fight Hamzat instead of me." And then they cut to this kid, and he was like, uh, "I don't know about that."
0: <laughs> Wait, was was that the same event where Nate Diaz like flished at the guy with the water cup and he like dropped all his water? I don't think of was the
1: same event. That was an amazing thing, but that's hilarious. Pretty, I'm pretty sure this is the kid that when like Hamzat called out Nate. He was like, you fight my fight my uh training partner, Nick Maximoff. <laughs> but it should, be, put, it should be real interesting this fight, man. This is like low key. Yeah, Maximo's Pulele Soriano's a beast, man. Low key, like we just said he lost to Brandon Allen last time, but he's he's pretty talented in his own right. Yeah, he's young. Um I mean this is took, like this is like a futures battle, you know?
0: Yeah, there's a lot going for Soriano here. It's just yeah, Max, uh, you know Maximov trains with very good uh, fighters. I know um, over in Sacktown, but it and he's the undefeated as well. Um, it's just he did, he did beat Cody but Brundage. Interesting matchup. Um, I th- I think Soriano is going to take it by decision. What do you think?
1: Interesting. Um i'll go the opposite i'll go maxim i'll you know i'll go maximov i think training with the diaz brothers it, it's got to be like it's got to you know wear in you know, a wear on not wear on you but like uh he must take a lot of things from them you know what i mean like their boxing style and i just wonder we saw soriano take a lot of damage in that last fight so i wonder if he's open to taking that same type of day, you know what I mean? The openings are there for, for Maximoff. For sure. So who do you have? I'll go Maximoff to third round decision.
0: All right.
1: All right. Two, uh,
0: wavering opinions here. Two different opinions.
1: It'll be a really good fight. It, it'll be a very good fight. of yeah. Future, you know, top guys in the division probably.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of interesting fight, this main event is really interesting, and I don't think pe- many people are really looking at this too much. It's, it's super interesting, dude. It's,
1: it's like it's a battle of styles, you know?
0: Like Jacker Manson versus Sean Strickland. Here we go. Jacker Manson, uh, coming off win against uh, oh, what's his face, um, Shabazzian. Yeah, and Strickland coming coming off win against Uriah Hall. We, we we know we sadly know how Shabazian's turned out after he lost to uh Derek Brunson
1: um, he's the best boxing coach in in the world <laughs> oh Evan Taverney. I meant Tver- best boxing coach in the world dude Rousey could beat Mayweather once said that Ronda could beat the men in her division
0: well no question no question but you know Jacker Manson's probably the best grappler in this division the more I think about it
1: he's up there. It would be interesting to see a grappling match between him and a Usman or a Hamza. Straight grappling. He, he could definitely hold his own.
0: Yeah, I mean, he got destroyed by Hamza in that wrestling match, but that's wrestling. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but, you know, Jack or Manson, man, if he grabs a hold of you, I mean, have fun. Good luck. It's
1: true, but it's got to get to the ground first, you know? Yeah. like, And every
0: fight starts on the feet, but I, I think Sean Strickland is one of the more unique talents in this division. He stands so straight up.
1: I know he's and, like he's like an old school fighter. It's awesome and heavy on his feet, but he's got an iron chin and he's crazy. So it makes for
0: <laughs> if
1: you listen to any press conferences this week. Sean Strickland is chaos incarnate. He he is chaos personified. Like every word that comes out of his mouth, I'm like, it's crazy that this guy is like alive. Walking alive, walking free in public, like, there's things that he says, you're like, oh my god. It's this good that, dude? It's good that he's fighting and he has, like, something to do because if he didn't... He has an outlet. He has an outlet because if he didn't, it would be... <laughs> he'd be a menace to society. I mean, dude, he, did you see that he was spying with Reyes a week before the, yeah. the, the fight with four-ounce gloves, no headgear, no pads. Nothing. And he's screaming at Reyes. Dude, he's so... I kind of love it. I love the chaos.
0: He's a wild card, man.
1: He is a wild card. I just laugh whenever I like watch, like hear this dude speak. I'm like, he's him and Kevin Holland are the only two fighters that like you hear their conversations mid fight.
0: Yeah. But Kevin Holland's at least a little more dumbed down.
1: Yeah. A little bit, a lot more dumbed down. Yeah. A little bit's an understatement,
0: but back, back to the fight. This is a fun matchup stylistically. Yeah. Like we said,
1: striker versus grappler.
0: But I think Jack Mance is a little underrated under the feet. In my opinion, on the feet, in my opinion. He's okay. He can throw some interesting uh, strikes. i
1: we've seen him do it. He can. But I look at like. I look at um, his last four fights. He's lost to Vitor and Cannonier. No shame. Those are like t- two of the top guys. They're both t- two and three. He submitted Gastelum quickly because I think he the longer that fight went on, it favored Gastelum. So you might want to yeah. see he might go with the same type of thing here where he tries to go for an early ankle pick or Imanari you know, roll maybe. But um, like the win against Shabazian, even though he did end it with strikes, I believe, or I mean it just ended. But he he um he was getting pieced up in the first round. He did change his strategy and then dominated the rest of the fight, but did get hit a lot and that was Shibon yeah. good talent. But I think Strickland is a little bit I think Strickland right now is pretty underrated in terms of top talent of the division. Like what is he on a, a five fight win streak. And dude, like you look back at his at his losses in the UFC, dude, he's been knocked out once to like who who like who is this person that he got knocked out to?
0: He got knocked out by Cannonir.
1: No, no, Strickland.
0: Oh, Strickland. He probably got knocked out at welterweight.
1: Alizio Zalek de Santos. Really? See, like, I don't even know this guy. This is who knocked out Sean Strickland, which is pretty crazy. But, dude, you look at it, one of his losses, 2017, look who he lost to. He lost to Kamaru Usman, and then, unanimous decision. So if, if – I know that's, like, different times, but if Usman didn't take down – Strickland at will and like submit him back then. I don't see Jack Romanson doing it now. You know what I mean? I think Strick- I understand. I think Strickland's takedown defense is pretty, pretty good because he wants to keep it on the feet.
0: You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, his takedown defense is 82%.
1: It's pretty high. And I think, I think it'll stay like that this fight. And I think it'll be kept on the feet for the most part. I think Jack will get obviously get a few takedowns. That'll be interesting. But if it's kept on the feet and it goes into rounds three, four, five, you got to favor Strickland. You know, in my opinion,
0: I agree, but I just think Jacker, I think Jacker Manson's the dark horse in this division. I'm not even going to lie. I don't. I think he's, I, I, think, I think he can win the belt.
1: I don't know. I think he, I don't think he beats the top guys. Yeah. You might be right about that. I think Cannonier is more of a dark horse than, than Hermanson.
0: Yeah. All right, Breck, predictions.
1: I'll go Strickland, fourth round
0: TKO. I'll go Ermanson, third round submission. Ooh.
1: Styles make Ooh. fights.
0: Styles do make fights, but let's remember every crazy. fight.
1: Wait, if starts on the feet. Strickland wins this, dude. He'll, he'll be 25 and three overall, and he'll be on a six fight win streak. Like, where does he go? I know we're looking into the future, but where does he go in terms of division if he wins this fight? Like, Darren Till. Top oh. five guy right away.
0: No. No. Uh, I mean, he can fight Vittori,
1: but I think Vittori beats him. That would be interesting. They're they're buddies. They're both crazy, too. So it makes sense.
0: <laughs> I still don't know how Marvin Vittori didn't get knocked out by Paulo Costa by
1: one of those head kicks. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah.
0: I don't know if, it was, if it's you, man, but I gained so much respect for Marvin
1: after. Marvin Vittori. Yes. Marvin. I agree. Strickland's not even ranked, right? Strickland's ranked seventh. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, middleweight. Middleweight. I'm looking at welterweight. Seven? Yeah. Yeah, it will be interesting.
0: And, um, and uh, you know, oh, yeah, Strickland said he wanted to kill somebody in the octagon.
1: That's true. Dude, you know what a really fun matchup? Paula Costa Sean Strickland. That would be that would be interesting. Can you imagine the trash talk between Sean Strickland and Paula Costa at a press conference? Like Paulo Costa wouldn't understand a word he's saying and Sean Strickland would be saying like crazy crazy
0: Someone stuff. would get arrested. Probably. There's no question. But um, a couple news things. Um, Jeremy Stevens is no longer in the UFC
1: yeah four out for the homie I mean he kind of was a little bit over his his stay was overdue you know what I mean like
0: yeah he he overstayed his welcome
1: yeah he he lost a lot of his recent fights but um a legend though people shouldn't take like he's a legend of the sport, yeah like, dude, Fought, fought how many, anybody fought anybody he fought like what like twelve years inside the uFC his um fight record I was looking at the other day like for a good five-year stretch, there, dude, he was a problem. You know what I mean? He was one of the yeah, top. I,
0: th- I think he beat RDA.
1: He yeah, at RDA's like prime too.
0: Yeah, he did, he beat, he knocked out RDA.
1: Yeah, he was he was really good in his prime. And you know he he
0: also beat um, Dennis Bermudez, Henan Burrell, Josh Emmett. He beats he beats some pretty good guys, Darren Elkins.
1: Yeah, his fighting style just kind of like shortened his career. You know, he was so re- he had that gaity where he was so reckless.
0: Yeah, and then you know you look at the his last, last five fights: Yair twice, Zabit Cater, Matej Gamra, who's a problem. Like he. He fought some really good guys, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Gamrot's ranked twelfth in the uh, lightweight division right now. Mm-hmm. So, like he he fought the very best till the end of his career. That's yeah. that's the thing.
1: Yeah. Um, what do you think of Eagle, Eagle FC? Um. To be honest, I didn't watch any of it live. Um, I watched some clips on Twitter that were shown of it. I mean, it seemed to go well, right? Yeah, I enjoyed it. The reviews of it, people seem to be happy with it.
0: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um,
1: it's
0: got a cool um, name. Yeah, it does have a cool name.
1: Better than... Uh, Bel- name, than Bellator. name Bellator angers me to no end, dude. It's like a Roman. Why? Because it's like a Roman name that they gave, and it's like I think it means like warrior or whatever. It's like soldier, fighter, or something in Ro- you know in Latin. And it's like, dude, you're you're trying too hard. Like the the public will not understand the meaning behind that. You know, they look at that and they're like, what is that? I took Latin class, <laughs> which is like you know. of people.
0: Uh, I am part of that (laughs) 0.2%. Yeah.
1: You're like the rarest of the rare when it comes to that. Uh,
0: I'm I'm a rare breed, man. Um, Cormier uh, does not think Izzy's a middleweight goat. uh, compares Anderson Silva to Muhammad Ali.
1: It's not a crazy comparison, but... uh, In their primes, saying, because Anderson did fall off a lot, but... In the prime, yeah, I mean, the thing about how how are we talking about that yet when Izzy still has, you know, five years left, you know what I mean, at the top? We'll we'll learn a lot in this next fight. Like, if he dominates this next fight, serious conversation needs to be had. You know, where does Izzy rank compared to Anderson?
0: Yeah, and, um, you know, I think it's interesting how – he doesn't consider John Jones to be the goat because of PEDs, but yeah, he talks about Anderson Silva so highly, even though he got caught with PEDs.
1: I mean, yeah, who knows? Like Nate, you, you know, when it when it when it all comes down to that type of stuff, dude. I just I think of Nick Diaz and Nate Diaz when they're like everybody's juicing, you know. Yeah. So who knows? DC juiced uh, with Popeyes. He did. There's some other good, um, some other good fight announcements. I'm looking through.
0: Oh yeah, uh, oh, Bohovic Rakic off,
1: sad day. Yeah, sad. It was that was the one you're going to, right? Yes, I'm still going to it. I'm not gonna, you know, cop out. Sad, but it's still a great card. It is still a great card. What it got pushed back? What like two months? That's right.
0: Yeah, but they're still looking for a main event.
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's I'm true. telling you Burns Hamzat. Oh yeah, Burns Hamzat would be would be great cuz they haven't even though Hamzat fought like more recently, he would be willing to fight. You know what I mean? And Burns fought what? Thompson in the summer? Yeah, in July. So, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, uh so Chase Hooper's fighting um it's interesting uh, what's it called um Jessica Andrade. Fighting Amanda Lemosh.
0: That's, That's a weird matchup because oh, Lemosh isn't even ranked.
1: Yeah, I know. She's kind of scary though. Like she's pretty good. Yeah, she's she's scary. I bet
0: well, you they're just trying to find somebody to propel up into the rankings. Like, let's say Lemosh beats Andrade, which I don't think will happen. Like Yeah. She I co- I don't but I don't think Valentine's ever gonna lose that belt. I think she's gonna retire with it.
1: I just hope she fights Nunes. Oh, I do
0: too. We what need Nunez to get get that belt back.
1: Yeah, um, I mean these are a little bit older now. So, but th- so, uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, Joe Lowe's on. Yeah, uh, in April. I really uh, hope. I really three hope, fights between the two of them. Yeah, I really hope Cerrone wins and then retires on the spot. Because he's yeah, it's you know I mean we've he's taken so much damage. He's such a legend. Like win the fight, retire. I agree. And then, dude, the return of Gustafson, too, in May. Yeah, he's fighting Big Ben Rothwell. Interesting matchup. I really hope. I mean, it's it's a good matchup for Gustafson, considering his last matchup was for Doom and he got tapped in like a minute.
0: Yeah. Uh, Holly Holmes fighting Ketlin Vieta. Um, yeah. Good fight. Dude, Holly Holmes has been around forever, bro. Yeah. I'm just wondering when the time's going to come. Yeah, it'll wonder- be a
1: sad day. If uh, Holly Holm gets another shot at the belt before she retires. She wins this. You, yeah, I mean.
0: All right, right. Look for any other fights that were made recently. Um, it's been pretty tame. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. No, not at all. Oh, Ed Herman will fight Maxim Grishin. That's a fun fight. Yeah. Luis Saldana's fighting. Ooh, Diakise will fight Borshev. That's a good fight.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, there's one other thing I wanted to talk about. And I can't remember what it is. Ooh, okay. This is what we need to talk about, Breck. So, Francis Ngannou. Oh, and so, yeah. the way the UFC contract works is that... Um, so, he's going to get surgery in March. And then he's going to have a nine-month recovery period. His UFC contract... Ends in January because how it works is when you win your championship bout, your contract automatically gets renewed for one more fight.
1: Right yeah.
0: and then, uh, then uh, if you you know don't fight, obviously your contract goes away. I think the UFC needs to book Jones Miocic ASAP.
1: It's I I agree. It's they're they're screwing over Francis like in every way possible. But it seems like Francis has his mind made up that he wants to fight Fury. Which, can you blame him? He's going to make more money than he ever has. So he's going to get more brain damage than he ever has. Maybe. But I think if he fights Fury, it'll be like Connor. He'll return to the UFC eventually. Yeah. Maybe they make it... I think DC said this, and this makes more sense than making an interim title for Cyril Gaon, which was absurd. Make make the interim title A Jones. Exactly. And and then you could even have the winner of Stipe. So say Jones beats Stipe, right? In the interim title fight. Uh, that'll take, you know what, like a year for that fight to like happen. And then the fight happens. And then the time afterwards, both guys time off. That'll be about like a year probably. So in that year, Ngannou recovers, fights Fury. And then say Ngannou needs more time to come back for the unification bout. You have Jones or Stipe, whoever wins, fight like Derek Lewis. There you go. And then whenever is ready, he comes back. Hopefully better compensated. So he's, you know. That's interesting. But then. I was thinking about it. But like, I don't know. The UFC, I don't know if they're smart enough or not even smart enough. Just like too arrogant to do something like that.
0: Yeah, it was just. It just. I don't. I, I don't think we'll ever see Nganu fight in the octagon, again. To be honest,
1: it's a real possibility. I mean, maybe so,
0: outside the UFC. So I think. Look, I think John Jones is going to
1: be the champ. If Nganu's out of the division, probably. It's just. A, it's they really. They should really make try to make up with Nganu because, like, he's such a star. And if I ask any casual MMA fans, they know who Francis Ngannou. is. You know what I mean? Like, they've heard the story. They're like, that's a crazy story. What a fighter. And, like, he's just entering his prime, too. If this were any other division, the UFC wouldn't be fumbling the bag somewhere. You know what I mean? It's just the history of the heavyweight division. Like, yeah. Ariel Hawani had Randy Couture on, and there was, like, a similar situation back in the day in the mid-2000s with Randy Couture. Where they, I think, they wanted to get rid of him, but he kept winning. You know, into his forties.
0: It's his different, man.
1: Yeah. You know what the crazy part about Randy Torres? is he started fighting at like thirty-five. Yeah, thirty-six. Yeah. Remember, uh, you know, when he was younger. Yeah, I'm just
0: well, it's something like Brock Lesnar at the same time. Imagine if Brock just went to MMA straight out of college. Yeah. That would be scariest. All hell. Yeah, definitely. I think I think John John and Steve will fight sometime early spring mid mid summer. No, late spring mid summer something like that between then like May and July. Yeah, I could see it. I think if, if Francis doesn't get any progress by August, he might b- vacate his title. Sam done. Good. It's it's. And, just- it's and not, then Jones becomes the Undisputed champ
1: Possibly Dude,
0: John, Jones in the division Is scary man
1: We shall see You know what I mean A lot of time off Yeah It does um, um, The camp You know The Cejudo camp That he's with Seems to be like In terms of not Maybe not the best camp But it's like Slowly morphing Into one of the best camps You know what I mean
0: yeah, you got Prohaska over there now.
1: Yeah, he was training over there. Our Czech samurai, our, our uh, legend, our legend. It's gonna be. He's gonna beat Glover, dude. I love Glover,
0: but he's Glover's not quick enough.
1: He's not quick. Exactly.
0: Glover. Here's how Glover wins this fight. He grabs him within five seconds of yeah, the fight starting. But then I don't know, man.
1: Yuri's pretty pretty tricky on the ground, too. Hard to keep down.
0: And then, you know, if he's practicing on the ground with John Jones.
1: Yeah. Good luck. Good luck for that. And,
0: and you know, the more I think about it, there's no grappler at nearly John Jones' level in the heavyweight division.
1: Maybe Curtis Blades. Probably Curtis Blades. um, Tom Aspinall's not a bad grappler, but – UK grappler, you know what I mean? Not not too well experienced. Yeah, you're probably right. Maybe outside of Curtis. Stipe? Stipe's good. He's okay. Yeah. If Stipe was like great at grappling, he would have beaten Gano in the rematch, I feel like, you know? Like he couldn't yeah. take it now. Oh, you know what I wanted to mention about Gano, which was crazy? What? That heel hook on that Gano landed on him. Yeah. If the ACL was, in fact, torn, that's probably why he didn't tap, because it was already torn. Like, there was not that much pain, which is crazy to think.
0: Wow. I didn't think about that.
1: Right? Because that Cause was he a he was already screwed up. That was a deep heel hook, dude. That looked pretty deep. Like, he looked like – I thought that fight was over right there, and then we learn after the fight that that leg had a torn ACL. Maybe that's why he didn't tap. He
0: had a torn MCL and a partially torn ACL, I think.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Gosh, but yeah that's
0: that's insane that's damn bro
1: and are so much time like just built different simply built different all right
0: breck uh you have anything else to add?
1: no we covered most of it
0: yeah we did all right guys i'll do it for this episode of their own hands you can catch us basically anywhere you can find your podcast uh youtube too but we'll catch y'all later peace out Peace out.